good night. Hello, cocktail lovers. Welcome to Paris Cocktail Talk, the show brought to you by the 52 Martini's Guide to Paris Cocktail Bars. I'm Forrest Collins, and I'm here to talk to you about the trends and traditions of drinking in France. Now, today we are going to talk to somebody who's not based in France, but has this really interesting project going on and um, and is also working with somebody here in France who's quite well known. So I welcome into the studio today, Theo Littart. I know I'm saying his name wrong, but I'm going to have him pronounce it better later. But he is involved with the Freimeister Collective, which is a collective of artisanal spirits makers. I'm going to let him explain a little bit more. Um, and I just thought it'd be really fun to kind of dive into that a bit more and also find out how he's been working with local people to develop some really interesting um, products, which I can guarantee are interesting because I've tasted them. So hi, Theo. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Forrest. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, now also correct my pronunciation on your last name. I know I butchered it. Tell everybody how you <laughs> correctly. Uh, well, it's a Dutch name, so you would say Lichthart. Uh, Theo, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> I did my best, <laughs> but I'm glad I have you here to explain it. So mm. can you maybe just explain to the listeners a little bit what what is the Freimeister Collective and uh, the inspiration behind it and you know, tell them, tell them what you're doing. Yeah. Well, Freimas Collective is a network of independent craft distillers. And uh, the idea was to bring together uh, interesting uh, producers, uh, connect them also uh, with uh, people who uh, are working in the bar uh, behind the yeah, bars and, uh, and restaurants and work together on recipes and develop together with the distillers um, uh, unique recipes and then bottle it, distribute it under one uh, name and really also promote uh, the producers by doing that. And the idea behind it was like uh, I myself started to distill uh, yeah more than 15 years ago and uh, I know how hard it is as a small producer uh, to, uh, uh, yeah, to find customers for uh, the products you uh, produce. And then uh, around, yeah, around twelve years ago, I started in Berlin a fair called Craft Spirits Berlin, uh, which then became. Uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, craft spirits fair in Europe. Um, uh, and uh, by organizing the fair every year, uh, a network of uh, interesting producers uh, grew over the time. And um, I really wanted to um, um, yeah, focus on the work of each individual, uh, individual producer and also push them to maybe do new innovative projects together with bartenders and uh yeah so this was the basic idea uh, of uh, Freimeister Collective I like the idea I really love that you have been working really closely with small artisanal craft producers um and giving them you know it sounds like a platform that you're giving them and a 
a, a brand umbrella that they can be under because it's really hard for a small, you know, a small guy in a corner making his own bathtub gin. Not that I recommend making bathtub gin, but <laughs> you know, like these kind of things. Uh, you know, I'm just making with all my heart and soul this one little thing um, that it's really hard to get visibility for. So I think that that's a really, um, you know, honorable thing to be trying to get more visibility for these smaller producers. How do you select the the different producers that are working that, that you're working with? I think there are two ways in general I could I would say. Uh, one way uh, is uh, that uh, uh, we are um, approaching distillers uh, whose work we really like and we really want to work with. Um, and then we go to the distillery and try to find uh, or to develop together with the distiller a new product. So we are not like bottling um, uh, distillates uh, who she or he has already in, uh, in stock. So we really try to really develop a new product with each uh, individual distiller. But on the other side also, very often we have an idea for a product and then we try to find a perfect uh, partner, a perfect match. Um, and uh, yeah, then we are yeah, approaching different distillers and uh, talk a lot about what we want to do. And then eventually we decide to go with uh, uh, one of the distillers uh, we talk to. Excellent. Now, I know that you're working with a local person here on a, a few of your products. So can we talk a little bit what we're doing with, um, with Franck uh, Audu, who, for my listeners, you probably already know about him if you follow me on Instagram or, or if you listen to me here, because he has, uh, he's, you know, really the, the, <laughs> the, the leader in this bar, not the leader, but the <laughs> creator of Cravin, the bar that started in the 16th, very small, very unique. And now the second outpost is in Saint-Germain. So um, Franck has been a real longstanding personality on the food and drink scene in Paris. And um, you are working with him, Theo. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you've been developing with him in terms of uh, products with a little bit of a French twist? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I met Frank uh, through a mutual friend, and uh, uh, we started. Uh, well, he started to work with our products uh, already before the pandemic, and uh, uh, we've talked a lot about um, our uh, idea of uh, quality and craftsmanship, and uh, how to create balanced drinks. And uh, then he. Uh, said, well, he has one cocktail he really would like um, to bottle. And uh, this was already before the pandemic and before so many uh, bars started uh, bottle cocktails. And I said to Frank, well, mm, bottle cocktails, that's not really our world. Uh, we are really creating and producing uh, um, spirits. And, um, and then we kept on... Uh, uh, talking about this he served me this cocktail and uh, and then i said to frank well you know what we could do is we could really recreate this drink as if it's a liquor 
uh, from scratch. Uh, we source all the ingredients from uh, producers we know. Uh, we develop a complete uh, new recipe. We don't use different spirits, but we really create a new product uh, uh, with um, uh, different ingredients. And it might not be exactly the same as your cocktail, but let's give it a try. And then we worked on the recipe. Part of the recipe, uh, uh, we needed uh, uh, wine because in the original recipe there was uh, uh, red vermouth. Uh, so we approached a winemaker from Spain we know. And uh, then we started to do all the uh, maceration with the different uh, botanicals and we did uh, different destillates. And, uh, and then... Yeah, we uh, showed some samples to Frank, and then we went back to our uh, lab and uh, continued working on the recipe. And then after a while, we were both really happy with the product. And then we said, well, let's do this. And um, we then called it because we like generic names and we are um, a brand which is trying to do uh, uh as less marketing and branding as possible. Uh, so we like to have a, a generic name. So the name of the product was uh, is then Orange uh, Bitters Wine, because these are the three main uh, components in this drink. So orange means uh, we have orange, uh, bitter orange peel uh, maturate. We have uh, extract of uh, orange blossoms uh, and we have a destillate uh, uh, from oranges and then um, bitter. We have a uh, wormwood destillate. We have um, tincona bark uh, metzred. Uh, we have uh, gentian root, and then of course we have wine with a little bit of uh, verjus uh, to add a little bit of acidity to it. So we basically created a completely new product, which is now served in Cravant, uh just with, on the rocks. Uh, with a little bit of sparkling water, and the name of the drink in Cravant is uh, Trocadero. Excellent. I will have to, I've been to the bar, but I have not tried that there. However, I have tried the um, the product uh, because before we met, I had some samples, and, and it is very impressive because it does feel like something different, and uh, I really enjoy drinking it just over a little ice, even without sparkling water. I find mm. it quite nice. So, um, so yeah. Uh, were there other products that you worked with Franck in developing? I know there's some other cocktails, but can you shed any other light on other things that you've collaborated with him on in terms of the? Well, we are we are we're working on the on a new project. Uh, um, yeah, uh, actually, we're working on it already since uh, more than two years. But uh, it, it, yeah, it takes time to to really find the right uh, ingredients to really source the um, ingredients to we need. And uh, I hope that we will be able to launch it in the beginning of next year. And um, and then, of course, uh, he works with different uh, um, uh, other spirits, which we do. He has his series of, of uh, bottled cocktails uh, and uh, uh, in one bottled cocktail, he uses our Amaro, Amaro, uh, uh, which we produce with a, a small distillery um, about an hour north of Berlin. And uh, then in another bottled cocktail, 
uh, he also uses orange bitters wine as an ingredient for a cocktail. Excellent. Now, I know, obviously, you're working with Franck and you're at Cravan, and I know by the time this uh, recording comes out, it will have been passed, but you will be doing an event at Cravan soon, or you will have by the time people listen to this. <laughs> um, are you working with any other French bars or French bartenders? Or for my listeners who are located locally, are there other places they might be able to go to uh, experience some of your products, whether there are things you've collaborated with Frank on or otherwise? Uh, we, uh, you can find our products in, in a couple of bars in, in Paris. Um, uh, I don't know exactly which bar has which product, but, uh, I know that, uh, quite a few known bars, uh, have at least one or two of our spirits in, in their backboard. Um, we will do, um, uh, or, uh, in the past, we did an event, uh, at Cabon, uh, where we basically it's a mixture between masterclass and um, and just uh, showing what we do at uh, Freimaster Collective, and we also work with uh, other French distilleries, like we did a Fin Fougère with uh, L'Atelier de Beaulieu, um, and uh, we really like to continue to work with uh, French uh, craft distilleries. Well, I think that's good because I think that, I mean, I, I know that there's many, uh, Europe, well, there's many countries globally that have a great distilling uh, history, but I think that in France, it's really, it's really special to be able to work with different distillers in France because it's such a longstanding history. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about Fine Fougère, about it in general and and specifically what you've been working on? Well, Fin Fougere is, is a brandy. Um, uh, in this case, it's a brandy made out of uh, natural wine. Um, uh, it comes from Fougere. Um, and uh, L'Atelier de Beaulieu, it's a, also a collective of distillers who started to uh, work uh, in this distillery in the south of France um, uh, around 2000. Um, fin Fougere as a as a, a spirits category was uh, uh, one of the most popular uh, um, brandies in France uh, till the 80s. Uh, the last uh, distillery producing distilling Fin Fougère closed in the 80s. And then um, uh, L'Atelier de Boulgueur, um Martial especially, uh, started then to uh, do uh, brandies uh, with local natural wine producers and aging them in the same barrel where the wine was before. And this became like a, a new, uh, well, they have been around since a while, but uh, a, a new distillery in this uh, region where there hadn't been a distillery since uh, uh, quite a while. Uh, that's very exciting. I like to see historical things being resurrected a bit and uh, a new, not necessarily a new spin, but in a new appreciation of them. So for my listeners, I will make sure to put notes to these things in, in, in the show notes so that you can find them later. Yeah. So Theo, is there anything else that you think would be interesting for our listeners to know about Frymaster and uh, it can, what your approach is, how you want to help raise the visibility of these small craft, craft producers? Well, we were doing uh, 
Primers already for a while, and then I was asked also in a in a, in a podcast uh, what we are actually doing, and then all, all of a sudden I said, well, it's actually similar. We're we're definitely not similar to any other uh, uh, liquor brand, but we're similar in a way uh, to uh, public swing houses. So um, we uh, deal with the distillers as if they are our authors and. Um, their uh, products are uh, their uh, novels uh, or their uh, books. And we do uh, suggest sometimes certain topics. Sometimes we do more or less proofreading, you could say. But uh, we really want to provide for these uh, uh, unique talented distillers a stage where they really can showcase their uh, work and their skills and their ability to create uh, incredible, incredible uh, liquor. I love that example that you gave of the publishing house. I know you mentioned that to me when we were having drinks before yeah. when we met in Classique. Yeah. Interesting. That, that, that's a really nice way to look at it. Now, do you? I don't remember if I asked you this before, but do you work only with producers in Europe or do you work outside of Europe as well? No, we are also, I, I did uh, last year in September, I did the second batch with uh, uh, Maestra Mascalera in Oaxaca, Karina Bat. Uh, she is the head of Alipus, uh, of the Alipus project, and also the master distiller of Los Santos. And already when we worked on uh, the first uh, Mezcal batch, uh, we really connected. And last year uh, in September, I went back there and um, we did together a pichuga. It was oh, just wow. a very small batch, but it was a beautiful project because I also took some ingredients from Germany. So to have like a kind of cross-cultural uh, 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 product in the end, because there is a certain uh, aspect of uh, appropriation when it comes to uh, uh, the way we consume uh, mezcal. So I really wanted to kind of, have this intercultural exchange in the project then uh, we developed the recipe together we went to the local market to get other ingredients and uh, yeah and then we distilled a, a small batch of pachuga together and uh, so that was uh, um, our last project outside of europe unfortunately as i said it's, it was just a very small batch uh, but um, we are um, of course, uh, in, uh, look, uh, looking forward to do uh, other projects outside of Europe. Well, I think that's very exciting. And for my listeners who are here in France, if they want to get a hold of any of your products, aside from going to Cravan or some of these bars, is it they can order things online, not just in France, but actually my listeners globally can, is it easy to order from the website online or where could they yeah work? we have uh, we have the option uh, uh, to um send uh, uh to uh b2c customers uh, um uh, through our website uh, we have a special uh, eu uh, webshop with uh, all the french taxes etc uh, and then, of course, um, we have a, a French uh, Paris-based uh, distributor uh, for all the professionals. Who is your distributor here in France, in case? Uh, uh, Thierry uh, from uh, Vintage Spirits Garage. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, Thierry is great. So 
Um, I don't know that I realize that that's who you're working with, but um, that's very good to know as well. So excellent. Um, so is there anything else that you think that listeners should know about where they can find out more about you or about the project or the collective? Well, first of all, of course, uh, anybody who's coming to Berlin, please swing by and uh, uh, we will give you a, a small tour in our small location, uh, but definitely we'll also provide you with some samples and uh, some drinks and um, yeah, and uh, check our uh, our uh yeah our products in the bars in paris and um yeah and please also contact us if you have uh product ideas if you know distilleries we should work with please contact us yeah i encourage people to do that or spread the word because i do think it's very interesting that we now have this new orange bitters wine orange wine bitters sorry i forget which order <laughs> it goes in but it's this completely uh unique offering and you know, something that's come out of this interesting collaboration. So I think that that's also, that's really exciting. And, um, and yeah, uh, I think it's now we're getting towards the end of our half hour and it's the fun part that everybody loves, which is the cocktail of the month. So Theo and I were talking about some cocktails. Now I will put in my show notes, the link to the website, their website, because there's quite a few interesting cocktails on there, but Theo, you had one in particular that you thought might be good for this episode. Can you share with the listeners what it is? Well, it's actually a, a cocktail. Uh, the idea also uh, came uh, very much from Frog. And it's uh, two of the ingredients is, uh, we talked already about. Uh, it's basically a boulevardier twist. So it's um, uh, a fin for share instead of uh, whiskey. Uh, and um, uh, orange bitters wine uh, as a, a replacement for a, a vermouth and uh, our Amaro. Um, so it's basically these three uh, ingredients. Uh, and I would recommend uh, to start with uh, equal parts and then you can always kind of try to balance it uh, uh, the way you prefer it. But uh, I would definitely start with uh, three equal parts of uh, Fin Fouchea uh, orange bitters wine and amaro. Excellent. I love an equal parts cocktail because you don't have to worry too much about measuring. <laughs> now, do you stir that and serve it up or do you serve it over the rocks? I personally uh, prefer it over the rocks, but that's, uh, uh, yeah, I prefer it because I have to say, actually, in this case, I like when it dilutes a little bit and, um, and, um, uh, so it's uh, becomes a little bit smoother and a little bit easier to drink. And uh, so I personally would uh, serve it over the rocks. Excellent. Like, well, a, like a Negroni, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, I would Maybe think... also with an orange uh, peel well, as I, a garnish. I will definitely give that a try. I love an equal parts. I love a Negroni style cocktail. And that sounds like it's kind of right up my alley. So, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you do not have to convince me. Uh, yeah. That sounds great. Do you have any future projects, any more kind of France-related projects for any collaborations that you might be doing or any new products? Well, uh, we just uh, joined about a month ago uh, Salon de Niol Naturel, and uh, uh, this is already the second time we participated in this uh, small but very interesting fair. And... Um, 
it's always very inspiring to uh, meet so many uh, local producers who are doing incredible stuff. And uh, well, we met a couple of distillers there and who we definitely want to work with. And um, I'm looking forward uh, to this whole process of developing the products and uh, to create something new and uh, uh, yeah, and all the communication, which is uh, related to this uh, development and to this uh, endeavor to new products. Excellent. Well, I'm really excited to see what comes out um, of the Freimeister Collective in the future, especially those things that are related to, to France. So uh, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we close things up at the end of the half hour? Well, I would suggest to, uh, yeah, have a drink and uh, maybe uh, go to Cravant and try to uh, brings Franck created. He has also another drink on the menu, I know, uh, which he does with our uh, uh, product called Speckbirne. Speckbirne is a, basically a, a, a pomon, but based only on pear. So it's a pear, a fortified pear cider. And he has a beautiful balanced drink. They call it also Birne, uh, the German word for pear. And I would recommend to go to Cravant and try uh, these two drinks uh, Troca or Trocadero and Birne, both uh, Freimeister-based uh, uh, cocktails and beautifully uh, crafted by Frank and his team. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Theo, for taking the time to join me in the studio today. Thank you, Forrest. And for my listeners, we are at the end of the half hour, but I will just remind you that I've recently put out a new uh, blog post on Cravan, so you can read more about Frank's new 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 location not the little teeny tiny one in the 16th which i also love but the new one and uh that might inspire you to go try some of these drinks that have these products in them and otherwise i would just like to say thank you to my guest thank you to world radio paris for editing and production thank you to you listeners for tuning in downloading listening wherever you listen to your podcasts if you do like what we're doing please don't hesitate to go and leave a leave a comment somewhere, leave a review. Apparently I hear that that helps other people find us and it makes me know that I'm not just shouting into a void. And uh, until next time, I do remind you to drink responsibly and cheers. Start a shiver.